Oh, and by the way, listeners, there are spoilers here. We're just gonna we're just gonna go for it. You should have seen it by now, though. Speaking of time travel, yeah. Speaking of time, time travel, travel, back to a point where you forgot that we started talking about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Then fast forward the podcast. This can be the cold good. open. Yeah. There you go. It's called a MacGuffin report. Movies, TV, American culture. You in? From L.A., The MacGuffin Report, produced by Inclusive Media. This episode, A Brief History of Marvel Comics. Where does Marvel go from here? Review, Avengers Endgame. Oz, our official comic book geek. If you can give us a kind of summary of the comic book history and the development of the uh, Marvel Universe. Comic book history, wow. <laughs> okay. In 1938, of course, that's the year Superman is created. And Superman is not really the first superhero, but he really kicks off the boom. Okay. He makes a ton of money. His comics sell tons reprint them over and over and over again. He's in the newspapers, da da da. Okay, and then we start making all these copies of Superman. Batman, I think, follows the next year. Okay, but in 1939, that's when Timely Comics is formed, okay? Timely Comics is a division of Timely Publications, which is printing pulp fiction kind of stuff, detective stories, you know. Their first comic was called Marvel Comics, number one, optimistically, and it starred the Human Torch, if you know this guy. Uh, some of the other early superheroes that they put out while DC was creating, you know, Batman and The Flash and Wonder Woman and Green Lantern and all the other super, and Aquaman who sucks, and all the other <laughs> characters that we're familiar with. Uh, Marvel, or I'm sorry, Trinity at this point, they were doing stuff like Captain America, was one of their early heroes, of course. And uh, the Vision, uh, the android robot hero that we saw in the, the first uh, Avengers Infinity War movie. Um, I can kind of fast forward a little bit, but let's set the tone. Because in 39, the other important thing that nobody realized at the time was Timely hired a 16-year-old assistant named, what was his name? Stanley Lieber. Okay, it later becomes known as Stan Lee. Stan was doing some stuff in the 30s and 40s. In fact, there's, there's a nice story about him actually serving during World War II and meeting deadlines while he's you know, overseas. He's just waiting for the post to come in, and, and then he can do his story, get it in, and then you know, do training or whatever he was doing. Um, the big change came in the mid-50s, and again, Marvel is following DC's lead a little bit here. DC did what it could be called the first reboot in pop culture when they started recreating their earlier characters, guys like The Flash, who got that snazzy red uniform that we all know him for right now, or Green Lantern, who became this cosmic superhero who got a very bad CGI movie made of him. Stan went to the head of Marvel Comics at that time and said, hey, you know, why don't we make a superhero team? And they said, yeah, okay, do whatever you want. The result of that was Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four sold a ton of copies. And so Stan started cranking it out. Now he joined with, uh, he brought back a guy called uh, Jack Kirby who is also a big deal on the DC side. Lee created, along with his other artists, let's see, I've got the Fantastic Four, Thor, Iron Man, the X-Men. He also had a hand in Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. And also, I want to point out, he co-created the Hulk, who is, in my opinion, one of the three most important superheroes of all time. He's one of the three original superheroes, I think, ever made, in my opinion. And I'm a huge comic book geek. So that gives cachet, right? In the 60s and 70s, Stanley is writing almost everything. He's illustrating quite a few of these titles as well, or he's editing, and he's editing them like, he's not exactly telling them what to write, but after it's written, he makes sure that it's kosher. He makes sure that it's in line. Now, of course, the Marvel statement was this, and this is what they had over DC. They were real characters, right? 
DC's guys were in Metropolis and Gotham, these, these, these comic book worlds with colorful billboards and stuff. Spider-Man was in New York. You know, uh, the Fantastic Four were like NASA astronauts. You know, I mean, ostensibly, these were like real characters and they had real problems. Now, of course, the best example of this was the X-Men. These characters were full of angst because they were outcast from society and all this kind of stuff. Anyway, Stan is in the 60s and the 70s, Marvel. You can't talk about Marvel in the 60s and 70s without talking about Stan Lee. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. And that's why he gets a cameo in all these movies these days, right? Basically, he retires in the 80s. Uh, the important thing about the 80s is, is this is the rise of the mutants. In the 80s, the X-Men became the most popular comic book in the world. Wolverine became the most popular uh, superhero in America. More than Superman, more than Batman. Um, so that was, that was really important at that time. The reason why that's important is because the first Marvel movie is actually not a Marvel movie. It was X-Men. That was really important because that was thought to be an impossible movie to make. They got serious actors. They got well-known actors in, in these parts. And it scored huge at the box office. And the, the possibilities were open. Now, ever since then, Marvel's been killing it <laughs> at the movies over DC, their longtime rival. DC pretty much still has them beat in all of their areas, except, ironically, comic books, which nobody really cares about anymore, I would say, to be honest. You have to be hardcore. <laughs> the influence of the movies is so much broader than the comic books now. It's not even funny. The reason why you get this massive team-up movie, I could also say, is because of DC. The, the secret about the Marvel history, I think, is that they're often following DC's lead. DC is the precedent center. DC ultimately does create the iconic characters of American history, in my opinion. Superman, Batman. I mean, these are our most well-known characters, along with Mickey Mouse, Actually, some people say these are the characters that people worldwide know. Um, so, again, they kind of followed the lead in the in the mid 80s. DC again rebooted. OK, they rebooted basically everything. They cleaned out continuity because all of a sudden now continuity was a thing in the 80s and comic books on TV, stuff like that. And so they cleaned everything up. And as a result, Marvel tried to do this several times. And one of them was Infinity Wars and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which we'll talk about either later in this podcast or in some other podcast. Is the Marvel Avengers story following of the comic book storyline? Here's what you do. You take the old comic book stories, okay, but you adapt them to your needs. Okay, now, what we saw on the screen does kind of sort of exist in concept. However, um, all the versions of Infinity Wars in the comic books involve this whole other character called Adam Warlock, <laughs> who, when they were planning this thing out, they decided, nah, we're not going to have this guy. We already have Doctor Strange. We're not going to have another magic guy. But he's basically the center of this thing. You know, it was easier to do uh, Thanos, I suppose. And I personally think the reason why they did Thanos is because he looks similar to Darkseid, who is the big badass of the DC universe. They had to do this for X-Men 2000 because what they did is they signed the name actors first, Anna Paquin, you know, and all these characters of different ages, right? So they couldn't do the story the way it was in the comic book. So they picked and chose the storylines that they wanted and they made it work. And you know why they made it work? And I like to point this out often, especially with franchise movies, because they had confidence in the material. You know, something like Batman versus Superman is also based on a very important comic book, and I had no confidence in the material, and it sucked. It sucked hard. <laughs> Did you like that movie, Walter? I have no comment on that movie. <laughs> okay, that see, movie, that movie upset me. <laughs> how, how about you, Rachel? Did you like that movie? Batman versus Superman? Yeah. I couldn't finish it. Oh, Wonder Woman's in it at the end, and she's the best part. No, I did see that part, actually. Okay, so see, I, everything I watched, with Wonder like, Woman is awesome. The beginning, and then I came back in in the middle, and I was like, nah, it's still not better. And then I came in in the end, and I'm like, oh, I like this uh, guitar music going on here. Did, did, you, see, did you see Ben Affleck uh, rant about Martha? Did you catch that? No. Oh, that's key. That's so key. You, love... you missed Green Lantern and Flash Martha. at the end, too. <laughs> I always miss the Flash. He's too fast. They can't catch him with the frame rate. 
And then you, you missed the Wonder Twins. So I really feel like you missed out. Exactly. So, so and, and, and interesting to note, too, I saw recently as a trailer for Madden Endgame. Uh, there's a movie coming out called X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yes. yes. Right. Now, that I'm very in interested. Do you guys know about this? Do you know about this storyline? Yes. Right. This was a notorious comic book storyline with the X-Men in the 80s. Right. Now, they have the potential to do it almost exactly like the comic book. Let's see if they do. Let's see if they do. Um, that's going to be key because in this case, they don't have to pick and choose. They can go straight from the source work. If they so choose. I'm curious, though, with because Fox has the X-Men mm-hmm. and then Disney has whatever the Avenger, all the Avenger heroes, now that they're one, I, I'm curious if they're going to do anything together or if at all. Or like, what, how's the, how does it follow the comic books? Like, do they ever get together in the comic books? X-Men, oh, sure. the Avengers? So they do. Oh, sure. Yeah, all the time. In stuff like this, they might have. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. You know, I was always a DC guy. I was always a DC. When I was a kid, my favorite toy was comic books. Honestly, when I was like five, six, whatever, that was the thing I liked the best, right? Comic books, right? But I was always like DC guy, right? Ever since then, I can't help it. I just can't help it. But the Marvel movies are awesome. So I forget, but probably, you got to imagine Wolverine is in like, you know, is versus Thanos in this Infinity Wars in the comic yeah. books. You've got to imagine. They're so popular. So, I mean, you'll see more of that because Disney will be able to afford it. They'll just buy him out. They bought him out on Spider-Man. <laughs> you know, we want to borrow the X Men. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Well, they don't have to borrow. Them. It's the same company now. Yeah, they right. Yeah, they got the rights yeah. back. Before so, Fox said no, I, I believe Fox said no. We're not going to give you uh, any of the characters. I mean, we're going to talk about the future. I mean, can we just segue into that? We're going to talk about the future of what's Marvel going to do now. And I think the first thing they have to do is just take a deep breath. <laughs> you know, okay, they've got stuff that stands alone well. They've got Spider Man coming up. They've got Black Panther two. Doctor Strange 2, Ant-Man 3 coming up, okay? That stuff stands alone. But before they start doing this massive, like, crossover stuff again, I think they should relax for a second because I think there is the possibility of franchise fatigue a little bit. I think I agree with it along the lines of the franchise fatigue, but I also think, I don't want to be too graphic, but they, I feel like they shot their load with the end game because... Who else is there? Like, it doesn't matter if there's another character out there that's like big and grand is going to take over the the entire universe. Thanos was with the Infinity Stones, the most powerful being like ever in the history of of, of universe kind. He's the one to beat. Yeah, no, no, where no, no, do no. you go from here? Like, they can do they can do Galactus. Oh, there's, there's, so there's yeah, others. right. There's this dude who stomps around the galaxy. He's like the size of a planet, and you know, Silver Surfer. Do you remember this? Guy? Yeah, yeah. Silver Surfer is like his little minion. So that'd be a great way to bring in Silver Surfer because they haven't done anything with this guy in like years and years. And yeah, years. no, they haven't. Because I, I really feel like once because because they shot their load, and because Endgame was so is so huge, like everyone was waiting for Endgame. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is the greatest thing. Now I I really do agree with you in the sense of they need they do need to take a breath. They they do, they do need to kind of like work on these little, you know, individual projects to where they can build back up again. Yeah. But right now it's like, and the thing is, I, th- I really think the worst timing of it all, and I don't think that, you know, this wasn't planned or anything. It was just coincidental is that Game of Thrones episode three and Infinity War came out within weeks, a week of each other. Yeah. And I watched it in the worst order. I watched Game of Thrones episode three first, and then I watched Infinity War. So Infinity War to me was like, eh, you know, but rethinking about it afterwards, <laughs> I was like, you know what? Actually, Infinity War was very impactful. It was very good. But having watched Game of Thrones episode three the day before or the night before, I was like, oh, okay, well, because Game of Th- Thrones episode three was intense pretty much the entire way through. Uh, Infinity War, you know, it's three hours long. It's got these things. But I thought they shot their load. And what are they going to do now? Where do they go from here in the sense of can they build that momentum back up again? And I do agree. They do have to take a breath. They've got it to take took that 22 breath. films to get here, right? Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. Reset. Well, I think Hopefully they, they know they had to earn it, too. Yeah. yeah. It was very nicely planned. It was. Yeah. It their, was. their planning is probably the most impeccably planned um, like collection of movies, I think, almost ever. Ever. I mean, yeah. There's nothing that's comparable. You, no. you, you just don't do stuff like that. You yeah. tie it in so well. Yeah. You plan maybe a trilogy. You know, you, you just don't do stuff like that. But, no. you know, they're very good. I mean, geez, you don't survive Joss Whedon walking out. 
No, no. After the no first part. No. After the first part, right? Mm. I mean, I mean, you know, he was the master of that universe, and he made the first Avengers movie, which, in my opinion, is probably the best Avengers movie still. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and he left, and it's just like, oh my god, disaster. Nope. Yeah. Not even a bump. Not even a bump. No. You know? It's just like we're going to do this and this and this. nice. It seems improbable. I I had to write a column. I had to write a column about the odds uh, in this movie, right? Reaching. Uh, 85.5 on Rotten Tomatoes. And basically, I came to the conclusion that betting against a Marvel movie is like betting against the Patriots. You just don't do it. Yeah. You, you just don't. They, they just can't miss. They can't miss. I mean, the Thor stuff is kind of like, eh. Not too many people care about that. And Captain America was surprisingly semi-unpopular, but everything else is, is a hit. You know, Iron Man is awesome. Those movies are great. Yeah. What did they score on Rotten Tomatoes? After opening weekend, the line was 85 and a half. They scored a 96. I'm Jeez. just like, oh. wow. I think Iron Man was the first, like, the dipping the dipping of the toe in the, in the proverbial water. Yeah. Like, let's just see how this goes. Because mm-hmm. uh, Robert Downey Jr., at the right. time, his status as an actor wasn't that hot. Um, you know, everyone, no one, no one knows that. Like, probably the youth now don't know that he didn't have, he had, there's many years where he didn't work. Some of us know. So, yeah, some of you guys know some, but I think a lot of people don't. They don't know that he woke up in his neighbor's house in, in, in like, the, the kid's bed, you know, because he was on drugs. And so yeah, his he career, did, his he career did was He did restoration, kinda, completely strung out on heroin. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> he that's really a, bounced back. That, he that's really a great did. movie. Well, because of Iron Man. But with Robert Downey Jr., I think they probably said, hey, let's see if this works. And it happened to be a fun, fun movie. Favreau did a great oh, job with it. Oh, I love that it. movie. And then that, I think, that's when they, I, think, I feel like somewhere around between Iron Man and Captain America, they decided... Hey, let's get all these characters. Let's get everyone going. And you know, they, everyone. I think they when got, they were halfway done filming Iron Man, because again, maybe, yeah, again, they had confidence in the material. I mean, you know, again, every time you hear about one of these movies coming out, with the exception of the Hulk movies, which were bad, but I thought were going to be good. You know, you're going in Iron Man, really? No, Ant Man. No one's heard of this guy. Yeah. You know, and it's great because they believe in the material. They invest in the material. Robert Downey put his heart out and showed again why he's the best actor of his generation. You know, he made us believe in Iron Man, you know, and care about this guy who, I mean, let's face it, it's not Batman. It's not, it's not even no. Spider-Man. It's no. not a household name. No, Iron and yet Man, it yeah. made like zillions of dollars and people loved it. They made three movies and they're awesome. Including the second one, which a lot of people don't like, but I love. It's I was good, an extra cheesy fun. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Where and which bit at the at the race car scene? Two parts. Okay. Um, the beginning with Sam Rockwell's character doing, uh, and then or the the end, the beginning with the Stark Expo, and the end with Sam Rockwell's character, his expo. Ah. It's actually the same. Sorry, everybody. So I thought like, they were different scenes. It's exactly the same. We used the <laughs> same extras. Maybe like we had about a thousand less for so, the second half of shooting. So you're playing like an expo groupie. Yeah, or like basically. a CEO, CEO yeah. roadie. They had. I think it was either the the Laker girls or the Clipper girls there for the the opening scene when mm. Tony yes. Stark flies in. So I was walking through um, when everybody was getting their wardrobe picked out for them, and I think. One of the makeup ladies thought I was with the dancers because they grabbed me and they put me in the makeup chair. They don't usually put makeup, hair and makeup on extras. They're like, oh, you haven't been done yet. Sit down. And then they like did my makeup and I just looked too glam for an expo attendee. (laughs) But then I talked to a PA afterwards and they'd already shot and they're like, well, you have to sit in the makeup chair every day. Because for continuity. Oh, wow. And I was like, I'm okay with that. That's good. (laughs) But yeah, this was back... Back in college when I was trying to make money during the summer, I was like, this is a good non-committal job yeah. to have that still pays and feeds very well. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, you have Marvel Comics on your resume. As an extra. <laughs> that's fantastic. And my mom, I took my mom with me too. Oh, you, oh that's yeah, she, You actually see her, like the, the, the top half of her head. She's sitting in front of uh, Scarlett Johansson and um, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> that's fantastic. Has the comic book to movies pipeline peaked, or are we still on the incline? I I hope it's peaked, and at the same time, I hope it hasn't peaked, because I, I really do, I I love all the superhero movies, um, you know, even the bad ones, because it's just it's just they're just fun, you know. Uh, having said that, it, it 
it presents a big problem for other movies. Like the mid the mid level movie and the small movie, it presents a problem because they're just not as exciting. And when you get pushed that far in in terms of intensity and excitement, and then all of a sudden you gotta sit down and you're watching this two hour drama about, you know, why he doesn't love her and why his mom, you know, hates him and all that. You just can't sit through it because Iron Man isn't there. And so I, I've I'm I'm very conflicted with this. Like I, I feel like I hope it levels off to a, to a balance where they're still exciting and fun, the superhero movies, but it also allows us emotionally as people just to be able to watch another film that doesn't have a superhero in it. Um, yeah, because I mean, like now, like when you, it's hard. I mean, the, the movies that we review, the other movies, I, I sit there and go, oh, it'd be so cool if like Hulk came out. Or like if Spider Man flew in during Roma. Yeah, like Roma oh, wow, would have been awesome. On. Hulk if, just if, like bust Spider- through yeah. the marching band. It's a in surrealist color. masterpiece. <laughs> that would have been awesome if they came in color and everyone's in black and white. I'm sure you could get somebody God. on YouTube to create a Probably. mashup. The mashup. Yeah. Yes. Everyone's like, ¿Qué es esto? You know, it's like it'd be awesome if they did that. Uh, <laughs> what is the Hulk in Spanish? Uh, Hulka. I have no idea. <laughs> I, no I idea. knew it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. That's how I feel personally, though. I feel like. Um, a part, a big part of me hopes it levels out, and the other part of me, a big part of me hopes it doesn't, because they are fun, fun movies. Uh, they're exciting to like see what they come up with. Because I, I didn't read any of the comic books. I do know about the Phoenix, the Rise of the Phoenix, or Death of the or Dark whatever. Phoenix. The, yeah. the Dark Phoenix is because I saw it when X Men had a cartoon on TV. That's I was just going to say that's yeah. that's where my working knowledge of X Men yeah. comes from. See again, they're like recycle these plot lines. Yeah, you know, they grab the plums from the past because the the characters, the the past storylines of these characters are so rich. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and there's some really great stories at Marvel and especially at DC you know because I would argue because they have more iconic characters they do Mm -hmm. they just need better storytellers oh well right now in the movies but still again they kill it in animation oh yeah yeah they kill it on TV most of the time you know, people love their TV stuff. Yeah, the TV stuff's great. The animation's great. Yeah. Even the Muppet Babies version of uh, <laughs> the DC. <laughs> of DC. Robot Chicken DC comic special is amazing it, every time they put one. Yeah, I think. Because <laughs> with X-Men 2, the, the timeline's messed up, right? Because of the, is it two movies before yeah. the timeline got messed up? See, that was another one, Days of Future Past. Yeah, that one. Where they grabbed a lot, which I loved, by the way. I thought that was a great Which movie. was that? Remind me. Uh, okay, so it's, um, you know, the mutants are being hunted down. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, apocalyptic future or whatever. Mm-hmm. The mutants are being hunted down, and uh, Wolverine finds a way to go back in the past Mm -hmm. yes he can go back in the past and it involves another mutant and blah 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 blah. so he goes back in the past and he meets professor x before you know the x-men class exists and all that kind of stuff because the you know he's warning them of the future and we got to change the timeline and whatnot yeah which is fine i think because that's the way to do it right star trek tried to do that in 2009 they just tried to reset the timeline oh we're going to start over now that didn't work out too well. <laughs> and then <laughs> Crash with, and burn. And then with Logan, the movie Logan. Oh, that was oh, so Logan good. Was fantastic. That came good. out of nowhere. But then, yeah. like after that, now now right. those are those characters gone? They can only do prequels now. Because Hugh well, Jackman the, is done, right? Yeah, yeah Jackman said he's done. He probably is. He can't to take be steroids fair, anymore. Is. But but you know, <laughs> again, but again, you know, after this, you know, Infinity Wars stuff, they can bring in the X Men any way they want. They can reset the clock on Wolverine, make him twenty two again. That's true. Have yeah, a new actor. People won't like it, but it'll be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because <laughs> it's Marvel. I I want to beg to differ. I want to go back to the point uh, earlier about um, you know, this is killing the mid market movies because you got to understand superheroes are the rage right now but superheroes are a subgenre of a genre i mean i mean it's just science fiction mm-hmm. what's really getting killed right now is science fiction that's what's getting killed mm-hmm. no, nothing gets made star wars you know that's what gets made now and and they're supposedly on their last one for a while um but that's what's dying. When, when was what other? Oh, they're not making aliens anymore. Allow me to rephrase. I, I don't. I, I miscommunicated. I don't mean like it's killing the movies, as in like they're not being released. What right. I mean is, as a viewer watching really? them, yeah, I feel like is the, the level of excitement for me personally. It's just not there. Wow, it's just not there anymore. Like if, you know, watching like a an hour and a half or two hour dra- a dra- a drama, like three billboards. Like, I, I didn't see that, and I think a lot of people didn't see that for the very reason there are no superheroes in there. Wow. And I'm sure it's a great movie. I've heard it's great. I do eventually want to watch it. But it's 
I feel like movies like that, I don't know a lot of people talking about three billboards. Okay, what about Get Out? Here's yeah, a yeah. genre. There are movie. anomalies. No, there are anomalies. There are no- anomalies do not make a pattern. Can and I th- ask this is what you, I'm saying. Is it mm-hmm. like is it likened to when one has instant gratification with like your Amazon orders, you get prime shipping, yeah. and then suddenly when you no longer have that two day shipping, why should I order anything? Yeah. And, and if I can't get it now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna order it. Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's something to that. I don't want to use this example, but if you consider like let's say like for a guy for sex, it's like oh like every every they, most guys dreams like two women oh it's great but if you really think about it, other than the fact that you might disappoint two women, is that now that becomes your level of ecstasy. So then now when you're with one oh, woman oh, again, oh, right. it, it, it you, because your limits have been pushed, your, your levels of excitement have been pushed. Anything below that, it's like you have to adjust to it. And I feel as a viewer. We have to adjust to these movies that don't have superheroes in it, that aren't these big tentpole movies. You know, it's just like, ah, you're just sitting through. I mean, and I, I always bring up Roma because it's Roma. But like sitting through Roma after. Pick one that you liked. Like a black and white movie or like. No, a, no, no, no. A movie that you liked that didn't, that didn't have superheroes. Yeah. Good God. Really? I'm trying to think right now. Oh, you mean like, I'm, I'm thinking recently. Oh, yeah. You mean like in, like. No, recently. Recently. Ugh. Just because I think this is such an interesting topic and you bring up such an interesting point of view. There's, and I think that I there are more know. people that feel this way than you realize. Yeah, I how don't about, know. How about Shut Up and Run? I didn't see that. Oh, darn. There's a really great actress in it. <laughs> Repping the Asians. Who's the actress? <laughs> oh. <laughs> she kind of she takes it away. Oh. There, I should watch that. It's okay. It's on Amazon Prime. Plug. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. I will have to check that out. Shut Up and Run. Yeah. Um, and what's your name again? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. In recent memory, a movie that I saw that didn't have a superhero in it that I like, you know, I can't. Nothing pops to mind. Sorry to disturb you. Sorry to Sorry bother, to bother, you. bother you. you. Oh, oh god. Black Klansman. Oh no. I, you know, out of the ones that we reviewed, <laughs> Green Book might have really? been the best one. And I'm not even saying that was a good movie. I mean, it might have been the best one. Wow. Um, people think I'm hard to please. Oh, you know what? Damn. I was in Us. It kept my attention. Uh, you didn't fall asleep. I almost did, um, but that's just <laughs> my own personal thing. That's my own personal thing. Really? It's not because the movie. Wow. It's nothing to do with the movie. It's just my own personal. Yeah. Like if I'm yeah. sitting down and nothing's going on around me, mm-hmm. like and I and I, I happen to blink and then not open my eyes, then I'll like kind of doze off. Mm-hmm. But uh, us, it kept me involved. I'm not a horror movie fan. Like we don't get along. Like we're not good friends. But that kept me in, like, it kept my attention. Uh, but, yeah, as far as, like, other, like, smaller movies, like, uh, the oh. movies that we, we've all watched, um, there's nothing that sticks and out. And, Rachel, like, you think that this is, like, not uncommon? I get the feeling there are a lot of people that feel this way. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean... I, I mean, mean, I'm kind of struggling, too, with the, thinking of movies that I've seen that don't have superheroes in it that Walter would like. <laughs> that Walter would like. Yeah, okay. That well, me me liking something is a little is probably like it's it's a, it's a hard thing. But it, it, as far as like I'll, I'll to put it kind of more of an, in a um, a general feel, so to speak, is or a more tangible kind of um, emotion for me is is can I sit down and be engaged in the movie when there's no superhero involved? If the story doesn't get me right away, if I don't know what's going on, like within like like fifteen minutes, 10, 15 minutes. I'm just like, uh, like, hey, you. I'm sorry, but you don't have an hour, Roma, to to tell me what's going on. <laughs> well, Roma yeah. took exceptionally yeah, long to get did. to the twenty page. Well, moment. let's yeah. wind the clock <laughs> back true. a little bit. What about something like uh, The Departed? The Departed, I thought it was just okay because I, I like. I don't remakes for me are very like they're very tough. They got to be very good, and the the Chinese the original one, um, Infernal Affairs, was so good. That depart, but departed the cast was amazing. And departed, obviously, um, everyone's you know great. The writer is great. Um, you know, director, everything is great in there. Um, it was a fun movie. I had a good time. No superhero. Though. There was no superheroes, but that was also before the superheroes. So my feelings for it are are, are are marked by the fact that there were no superheroes after. So it's a nostalgia. Yeah, but it, but I'm curious for that Netflix film that Scorsese uh, did yeah. with. Uh, De Niro with his all star yeah. cast. So that I'm really curious how, but because it's a, that's a huge, well, it's supposed to be a t- huge temple movie with these big stars. I feel like it's a little bit different, but like a movie like I don't know. Like well, again, again, out. see, I I don't know if I talked about that on this show or not, but what the hell, I'll bring it up again. 
the star right now is the franchise, yes. right? That's the star, okay? And it just so happens that superheroes rule the franchise movies, yeah. right? Like Lord of the Rings is not around right now. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is going out right Hunger now. Games is Star done. Trek is out until when? Hunger Games is done, right? The vampire Twilight's movies that done. they had is done, right, yeah. are done. You know, everything. So that just is this shadow right now. But again, I think for the next couple two and a half years they have to like tone it down a little bit i don't know dc is doing bleep all yeah okay and and you know they even set back wonder woman 1985 or whatever it was they were going to call it they set that back for some unknown reason why um and uh you know marvel has got they've got four things kind of sort of at least in pre-production i mean because i think they're Um, following the nfl model where it's not the players, it's the teams, it's the franchise. Yeah, yeah, it's the franchise. And, and I don't know that they're going to relinquish that. I think they're just going to keep going. They're going to keep going. I think they're going to plan. I, I, I would imagine they're going to plan it out like strategically to where, like what you're saying, like they do need to take a breath. They probably, they, I feel like they know that, and then so they're going to say, yeah. "Hey, let's let's do some little individual movies." Yeah. And then you know we'll we'll get it going after that. Oh, Guardians Three as well. Guardians oh, Three. Yeah, they, they brought right. James Guardians. Gunn back. Yeah. yeah. Because that that whole thing uh, to me was a publicity thing, like in the sense of like they never were gonna fire him. They were just gonna say, "Hey, we have to say we're gonna fire you," and then we'll we'll see what that looks like. I want to say that it's peaked, but maybe it's a it's a peak that just has to you know take a rest for a while. They've got a plateau out, and I I think they have the velocity to pick it back up again, especially um, if this Dark Phoenix movie does well. Because there's so much you can do with the X Men universe. I really do think that's kind of the next ensemble thing that they're going to be investing in just because you have to after all that emotional turmoil that marvel put some fans through yeah in endgame like i have friends that were sobbing yeah I, i've been reading articles crying about multiple <laughs> times yeah yes. that, that didn't quite happen to me but you know after that roller coaster of emotions though you know they have to give people a break and yeah. I think people understand that and people accept that. I don't have any friends clamoring for the next Avengers movie. They understand that, okay, the next thing we're looking forward to is Guardians 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why yeah. would you? Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I now mean, Thor's in space, so. Well, I don't think. <laughs> hopefully I would, hopefully I would, exercising. I would be surprised if there were. Yeah, exactly. I would be surprised if there were a Thor movie. Um, Ragnarok did so well. Time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I wonder if they could do another comedy with Thor again. I but think see, they could. But see, with Taika at the helm? You, you don't need an Avengers movie all the time. When no, Ant- you don't. When Ant-Man 3 is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. You, you, you just don't. And and they can step back and do this. So, so they will. Can um, I say, I, I have w- a friend that didn't watch Ant-Man 2. And she saw Michelle Pfeiffer in Endgame, and she was like, "Why is Catwoman? Catwoman. Why is Catwoman now <laughs> nice. in the Marvel universe?" <laughs> She's like, "What's Catwoman doing here? What did I miss?" Wow, that's awesome. That she, she was that she recognized confused. her as Catwoman as fan. She did. She did. That's great. Well, that's what my generation Kudos. knows her for. It's, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Not Halle Berry. Yeah, we forgot about that one. <laughs> you know, actually, so did everybody. I, I, I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to. Oh, it's <laughs> I don't think it's priceless. Let's put it that way. Oh. It's amazing. Now, did you guys? So, in, in the uh, I don't know if this is off topic or on topic, but like in in the end game at the funeral scene, did you recognize every single person? Who in was there? that kid? So there's one kid that a lot of people didn't recognize. It was a kid that somebody saved, right? So in Iron Man three, I believe, yes, he needed he needed help. And That's this little what kid I thought. helps him. And so, and then at the end, I don't remember this. So the little kid helps him out. And then so at the end, um, Stark sends him like a car and a whole garage, like yeah. a workshop yeah. for him to work on stuff. And so- Because you remember the whole thing was about Stark having PTSD more or less, right? And, he, and he, didn't have the, he didn't have the gumption to get back in the suit. And so he was just tooling around. He was hanging out with this kid. Yeah. Right? I don't think I've seen Iron Man 3 now oh. that I think about oh, it. Okay. So, it's a good one. so this kid helps him out. Um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't give anything away. Yeah, he helps yeah. him out. So apparently Stark has been uh, keeping tabs on this kid and that kid's now grown up yeah. and that's who you see. It's the same uh, actor. Okay. That's and funny. apparently this guy, this actor has been showing up at a lot of the um, Marvel premieres. And so because I, I looked, I was like, I, I recognize so there's everyone, a lot of uh, rumors. Was, yeah. So I was with one guy. And so apparently he's supposed to be an important character. Mm. Uh 
soon to come. Yeah. And so uh, he basically, yeah. So because I didn't, that was the one guy I didn't know who it was. And they, they had all these articles on, on the on the kid. Yeah. And like how he's been in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Like showing up to premieres and whatnot. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Then I did identify everybody at the you end. You did. Yeah. That's I'm what glad. I suspected. I'm glad. Okay. You that's good. Wrong. That's I good. That you did. I did not read up on that. Yeah. Because that was the one guy. I had to Google that. Yeah. Who is kid at the end of Endgame? I'm sure if you type <laughs> totally. in who is kid, that's the first, that's the first Google suggestion yeah. at the end of Endgame. Yeah. Who is kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. Um, that's all you need. <laughs> For the next like, couple, three weeks at yeah. least. Yeah. But yes, I will say though, I think after seeing um, after seeing the Spider-Man multiverse movie, I want to. I, I hope that it instills you know new ideas into the superhero genre mm-hmm. and that we can get more great movies like that. Yeah. That being said, yeah. tricky to do. That thing, the, that yeah. thing took five years. Right. Yeah. The, well, the, the other tricky thing is this, it's not so much the technical stuff is this. So few of these characters are familiar enough that you can cut to the chase. Yeah. Right. Again, the most brilliant thing about Spider-Man was that they didn't do the origin story yet. They still gave you the origin story Mm -hmm. five times. Yeah. You know, that's again, you could do that with Superman. You could do that with Batman. Yeah. We're familiar enough with those stories. You couldn't do that with like Ant-Man. Let's move on to the movie review. The Avengers Endgame. After over 10 years of origin stories and buildup of the Marvel Universe, it culminates with Avengers Endgame. About to pass the $2 billion mark at the box office? Really? Okay, when are we recording this? In only its second weekend. Okay, there you go. It is breaking all-time box office records. How did you like this movie, Rachel? Overall, I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. Um, I went in expecting a superhero movie, and that's exactly what I got. I really enjoyed, um, that being said, I really enjoy the Avengers movies. I wouldn't say I'm a hardcore fan, although I have read some of the comic books, some of the source material, so I guess depending on who I'm talking to, I'm a hardcore fan, but around my fellow nerds, I'm totally not. Um, (laughs) I went and saw one of my friends, she's just like a machine at getting tickets. She got tickets for opening night, so I went with her. Um, and I tried, I did my best to avoid the hype. I tried, I watched the trailer once and I tried not to talk to too many people or read, you know, speculation about it. So that's kind of the lens that I was watching everything through. I, I will, I do want to nitpick though, the time travel part of it, just because I personally just have such a hard time with time travel plots. You know, it never works. You have to the the challenge that filmmakers face with time travel is to get the audience to forget that it's there and you know to not think about it i think they did their best um at the end of the movie i wasn't still mad at it so i guess that's a good sign um i will say i think there was a lot of pandering to movie fans when they started listing all the time travel movies i felt mm-hmm. a little pandered to I didn't, I, I didn't feel good. I was like, I know what you guys are doing. It's going on a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, and, I, but that being said, you know, that's not like a huge point. I'm being nitpicky here. Um, oh, and by the way, listeners, there are spoilers here. We're just gonna, we're just gonna go for it. <laughs> you should have seen it by now, though. Speaking of time travel. Yeah. Speaking of time, time travel, travel, back to a point where you forgot that we started talking about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Then fast forward the podcast. This can be and the cold good. open. Yeah. There you go. Um, So I actually had speculated at the end of Infinity War, you know, everybody walks out knowing that there's going to be another Guardians movie, so we have to bring these guys back. Right, and there's going to be another Black Panther. Although although there are tons of people that just walked out so sad, and it's like, you realize they're slated for more movies, right? Like, they're not dead. They're coming back. I don't know. There are just people that don't think about movies that way. Well, I think it's the three characters that aren't coming back. That they were sad about. Yeah. Oh no, no. I mean, I was talking about Infinity War when people walked out of Infinity oh, War. Oh, I got you. Like, I got you. I can't believe they're dead. And it's like, but yeah, did yeah. you see that they're making more of these? <laughs> they're not gonna like recast them. Now that's suspension of disbelief. Or like, if right you there. just know that the actors still have their contracts going. Well, I think though we, us three, and uh, uh, people of our ilk mm-hmm. read those articles, right? But those people. 
don't read anything. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, when the, I say anything, I mean like not even the weather report. Yeah. The, the so they're not going to know. The thing is, Avengers isn't um, Star Trek. It isn't, you know, a fan thing, right? It's everybody. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of people who aren't, you know, what we would call in touch with what's really happening with this movie. So I'm not too surprised, I guess. I am a little bit because there's so much <laughs> hype. There's so much hype about these things. There's so much. You know? Yeah. All that being said, I really didn't think they were going to go for the time travel trope. I thought that they were going to go with the leaning towards the Doctor Strange era area where they have to contact the Ancient One. And one of Thanos's abilities with the stones is that he can trap beings in a separate dimension a separate existence. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's where everyone had gone, you know? I didn't realize, like, I, I didn't think about the dust as being like, oh, they actually just turned into dust and they're gone now. I thought, oh, you know, he's trapped them in a separate dimension. And, you know, <laughs> now he has one half of existence in one dimension and one half in the other. So he's split it into two and he hasn't actually killed anybody. Here is a mm. benevolent dictator. That would have been fun. Yeah, and it bothers me, I will say it bothers me a little bit that Thanos has been around so long. I believe... 750,000 years at this point. And he hasn't figured out that creation sucks. Like, we just suck. We're just going to be hurting each other all the time anyways. So to get rid of half of us, I don't know. That's going to make us better. But, you know, that's me being nitpicky well, again. Well, because he had he didn't have time to think because he was in Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have time to think. He spent like five movies sitting in the chair, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good gig. You know, speaking of the desk, though, when you're talking about the desk... My one problem with the dust is that they didn't explain. Some people that they got into du- they got dusted really quickly, and then Spider Man got dusted really okay, slow. Oh right. yeah, Here, is there that's, an explanation? That's, that's editing. That's the thing they 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 retconned it, I guess, outside at conventions and stuff because they said this was this represented Spider Man's tremendous potential power, like mm, holding back the very that. force and of his, the universe. His, yeah, it makes innocence. sense. Yeah, sure, you buy it. He yeah. doesn't deserve it as much. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, you got to, yeah. So you buy it. They didn't need to explain that. I thought it was, Well, because like uh, the other people that dust, they got dusted quick. The dust came out really quick. But then with Spider-Man, it was like, Mr. Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel feel so good. He could feel it eating him, you know? Yeah. That was was a wild thing. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, Captain America picking up the hammer. Right. Right. The fans know, at least. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What else? I have my notes here. I thought they did a fantastic job assembling so many storylines and making them fit together. The pacing, I thought, was really great mm-hmm. um, as they jumped from story to story. Like, the Avengers split up into teams, and they each go to a different point in time and space. And I thought they did a really good job weaving it together. I didn't get, I didn't really get bored at any point. I thought that there was maybe one moment where I thought, oh, this is a long movie. But then again, I'm the type of person that watches all three extended editions of Lord of the Rings in one (laughs) sitting. Um, (laughs) I do take my bathroom breaks. Um, But uh, You don't do the adult diaper? No. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to think about that. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I don't don't even want to think about watching three Lord of the Rings movies in a row. (laughs) I'm a fan, okay? Um, Wow. So, and even the, the slower parts, I thought, they did so well making this a character-driven plot. They were developing all the time and tying up loose ends. So I was I was really thrilled about that. I didn't expect the ending with Captain America to end that way. Mm-hmm. And I realized like there are a lot of fans that predicted such I because is it in is it in one of the comic books? Um Wow, it could be. See, Captain America has been written and rewritten right, so many times right. at this point. It's hard to, for me to say for sure. Yeah, and the ending of Perhaps. of Steve Rogers, I know, leads with um, or begins Winter Soldier's picking up of the shield. But then when it went to Sam or Falcon, I was like, oh, this is a different one. All right, we'll take that. Um, I do want to, I will nitpick Pepper Potts at the end, mourning over... Uh, Tony Stark. I don't know. There was something about it that really took me out of it. And I felt like this is supposed to be really, this is supposed to be really a heavy scene for me as somebody that really likes Iron Man. But there was something about the way Gwyneth Paltrow was, she was either she was doing too much or not enough. I couldn't quite tell. But I was, there was something about it where it just took me out. It really bumped for me. And I was like, I, I'm not sad for Iron Man right now. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe you can explain it. Well, she, I, I felt like she wasn't as sad as we thought she ought to be 
But you have to remember, she's a CEO of a billion-dollar company, and she's a billionaire, and she's probably like, you know what? He's gone, but I have a billion dollars. Eh, whatever. That's the way I read it. Oh, God. That's... <laughs> I know it's very cynical. That's so but, cynical. Um, my, my guess is, uh, the realistic guess is that uh, she was shooting for the day, and she, you know, like she was like her last day. She and, had three days of shooting. Yeah, right? and so it was just like, eh, whatever. I already got paid. I'm going to phone this home. Uh, or fund this in, whatever. That's the way I look at it. Because I, I felt like she wasn't as sad as she, yeah, visually she as she ought to be. she realize how unpopular she is right now? This is going to be the last job she gets for a long time. Certainly the last high-profile job. <laughs> well, I think Seriously. this is the last time I thought she's she not going to be a mother. I honestly thought for a second, I morbidly thought to myself during that scene that she was going to like try and cure him with a goop product. You know, <laughs> Here's a jade egg right <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> Quick, Tony, bend over. <laughs> you know, I mean, honestly, she was brutal in, in this movie. She was awful. That hurt me so much. I was, I was just like, you know, if the editor had just cut maybe 10 seconds of that, I think I, I pr- it probably would have brought me to tears because I <laughs> just, like Iron Man so much. It just, that took me out of it like, like I, I, no totally. other. I also think totally. it, was, it was her character's acceptance, like that she knew Stark was going to die, like, Iron Man 2, maybe, from then. And so I think her, like, subconscious or maybe even her conscious emotionally decided, I have to be prepared for this, that he's going to die at any time. And so when it finally happened, I think even her last line uh, when he died was, I forgot what it was, but it was something like... You can be very, at peace, right? Or yeah. Yeah. So I think she knew. There's that whole Batman thing, too, where it's like, I know your soul is never going to be at peace while there's still crime and injustice, you know, this kind of stuff, you know? And so it was like he was, like, resting now. His crime against... His war against crime was done, you know? Yeah. I think something like blah, blah. that. Melodrama. It killed it for melodrama. me. It just melodrama. killed it Right, for me. melodrama. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then... That's why. My uh, my last point here in my notes is that like I really liked that when they had Clint and Natasha up on the cliff, mm-hmm. they really either of them really could have gone. Yeah, because it would have been super sad either way. Yeah, I am bummed that they're not getting their own movie. It seems like unless they you know do one of those things where it's a prequel, but I mean, but I they're, they were they're really the two with no superpowers. Though. Yeah, but I think there's something really interesting about their story and about yeah, yeah they have good chemistry. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. Well, could, Scarlett, she had, she had chemistry with uh, him, Renner, and also uh, Ruffalo. Mm-hmm, I think they, mm-hmm. they had really good chemistry. Yeah, Walter, what did you? So I, because I, I, as I said before, I watched Game of Thrones episode three before the night before I watched this. So my emotional intensity was kind of spent, and so when I was watching it, I was like, "Okay, hey, this is three hours." I was more focused on "Don't go to the bathroom" because I didn't want to <laughs> get up to go because you know it's a three-hour movie. This is a long thing. And then usually on these long epic movies, like two and a half hour plus movies, I'm always like, okay, you could have cut here, you could have cut there. But I feel like in this movie, there was a lot of dialogue going on. Um, And so I thought, well, you can't really cut that because there's a lot of information coming out. There's a lot of exposition, yeah. Yeah, exposition, there we go. That's the better word for it. And so I, I, I thought, okay, there's nowhere to cut. And it didn't, there was no parts for me that it dragged. It kept going and moving. Yeah. Um, I always have problems with time travel, like always, Same. always have problems. And they even pointed out the, mis- the the problem with time travel is when they were saying, if you guys don't take the stones back in the proper time, then that timeline now becomes different. It splits. It splits. Well, Steve Rogers goes back and, and, and marries and, and I imagine has babies with uh, what's Peggy. her face? Peggy. He splits it himself. He splits it himself. And then that means that when he goes back, there's no... Captain no, America. There's, there's no there's Winter two, Soldier. No, 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 there's two no, 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 no. hanging out. There's two of them existing at the same time because you remember he's frozen under the ocean that whole like for like 40 years or whatever, right? But see, this is where I have a problem with time travel though because it's the chicken or the egg. What comes first? Okay. They're just during a loop. Okay, now. but here's the thing. Here's okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bust in for a moment. Okay. You you can justify the time travel, and here's why. Because what happens, okay, I'll try and avoid a spoiler here. Because tell me if I'm wrong. What happens It's about, too late, Oz, with the spoilers. <laughs> okay. When Thor mm-hmm. ices the dude, you're shocked. Are you not? Are you not? When, when Thor, like, knocks Thanos' head off. Okay, like, yeah, yeah. Ten minutes in. Yeah. I couldn't decide if I was more shocked about that or about him being overweight and alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was easy. 
And, uh, and then they go five years later. Now, you don't get that shocking moment unless you can take the time travel later. Plus, here's the... Well, okay, well, I you're can talking talk... About, but you're talking, about, talk about, about, as a de- other, you're talking about time travel as a device. Right. I'm talking in the sense it's of... It's a way to get from A to B. In yeah, and that's fine. I'm fine with that. I'm, yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not complaining about the use of the time travel. What I'm, what I'm saying that I have a problem with is now when Steve Rogers goes back in time and stays there, then that changes, that, that alters his existence up till that point before he le- goes back to time. Because he's not there. He wouldn't be there anymore. So sure, because, he would, because, sure he would, sure he would, yeah, 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 because the Hulk talks about this at one point, right? He says that, like, to you, it's all the present, mm-hmm. right? You go back in the past, you know, you still have your history up to 19, you know, uh, up to 2019, whatever, and then you go back in time, and then your next moment is in 1968 or whatever, Right. And then your next moment is da 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 da. da. So Rogers, the let's say 35 year old Rogers mm-hmm. is there in 1940, whatever. His 27 year old body is under the ice, wherever that is, you know, frozen over. And then he joins the Avengers. But then by that point, he's an older dude and he's, you know, golfing in Florida or something. I don't. That, Steve I don't, Rogers yeah. B. I don't. Let's that, call him. I don't agree with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense to me. I don't of agree course. with that interpretation. You don't time. see enough Doctor Who, man. No, because there's there's. there's <laughs> That's what it when is. When you do time exactly. travel, if you think of it mathematically, the distance between Timey, wimey. the d- distance between two points is the half point. Then if you keep going at halfway points, it becomes an, inf- an inf- like a, it's infinity basically. Right. Right. So right, when you right, take right, when you take right, time right. travel, then that means the way you're explaining it, there's alternate. Then there's alternate people. And yeah. I don't know that they established that in their mythology. Yeah. And so for me, yeah. I always have problems with time travel, but like as a device, I, I enjoy it. It's, it's fun. It's fun that like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure did a great job with time travel. It thought it was fun. It didn't make any sense, but it was fun. I, I, I enjoy well, the they, vehicle. They flagged it in this one, right? They, they said did. They yeah. name dropped Back to the Future twice. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, yeah. this was Back to the Future too. For that, like, 45 yeah. minutes when they're, like, zipping back to the other movies, mm-hmm. right? It is. That's what it was. It was, yeah. let's revisit that movie and cut in and, like, do crazy stuff behind the curtain, like Rosencrantz so and Guildenstern stuff. Because if know? that was the case, then, if there's multiple Captain Americas, why not take the stones and bring 20 Captain Americas and 20 Iron Mans? I mean, because if that's the mythology behind it. And seven it, Spider-Mans. Yeah. Why not do that? Like, because all you need is seven. You don't need 20 of them. Like, cause why not do that? That's why I always have a problem with time travel. But I mean, as a vehicle, I think it worked here. Um, I thought that the, the for me, the impactful scene, which wasn't impactful when I watched it because of Game of Thrones, I'm going to blame Game of Thrones, is when uh, Doctor Strange brings everyone in to fight Thanos' uh, army. And you have Black Panther, you have... A Spider-Man coming, Ant-Man, Wasp, everyone just Cat coming. Woman. Yeah, everyone's there. <laughs> Halle Berry was in the corner. She was there. I saw her. A storm? Uh, she was two pixels. Uh, <laughs> and so I, I really think like uh, that that scene after I thought about, after watching the movie, after letting it sink in for a few days, I thought, wow, that was a great scene. It was, it was reminiscent for me of that scene in the first Avengers where the camera like circles around all the Avengers yeah. as they're in the middle and the mm-hmm. intersection. That was a great yeah, the, the scene, where you, scene where you see everybody. And I think to me when Black Panther and the, all hit, the army behind him comes in, Ant-Man and Wild, they all come. I thought, this is great. But when I was watching it, I was just like, oh. That's it. Okay. Like there was no yeah. like, whoa. But I really it was just enjoyed information it. to you. Yeah, it was just information. <laughs> I just took it in. I'm you like, were okay, so cool. fried by the end. I, yeah, I was. But I think visually it was great. I think they kept the action going. I remember, like when they chopped off Thanos's head or Thor did. I thought, where do they go from here? And then they did the time thing, and I was like, okay, where do they go from here? And then when Thanos comes back, I was like, oh, okay, there is going to be that final battle. Yeah, I kept you guessing. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted that final yeah. battle, and we got the final battle. Yeah. Um, and then. The impact of the deaths didn't really uh, hit me until afterwards, where I was like, wow, this is the last time we're going to see Robert Downey Jr. as, as Tony Stark, and that's going to suck. Like, I, for me, the Scarlet character and the um, Jeremy Renner character, I was like, eh, they don't really have superpowers. Um, they're just really good at what they do. But, you know, uh, whereas, it's, but, so missing them, as, I'm not that. Uh, Sad about it, but Iron Man. I thought, oh, that's this is this is pretty. Dude, they're just gonna time travel him back. They're gonna exactly. time travel him back because there's twenty other. There's twenty other. Get the gloves an, back on. An infinite amount. Totally. That would be hilarious. Recast though, if they did that. Yeah, if they really if they did that. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, 
I don't know that I'd sit through it again. I may, if when it's on cable, I may like, like whatever, wherever it, I turn it on to, I'll watch it from there. But I don't know that I could sit through three hours really? of it again. Wow. Yeah. If, if, if it's the battle scenes, I'll probably fast forward to the battle scenes. But um, it, for me, it's not like uh, the first Iron Man. Where I, I would sit and watch the the first Iron Man again. Oh, yeah. It was just fun. It was a fun, and this was a fun movie too. But three hours is very very long. But it was I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was to me. I I felt like the entire movie was a swan song, like it's the last time we're gonna see everybody together. Like those guys, like the actors and the characters together. Maybe the characters we'll see again later. But I feel like the the actors was the last time. So it was like their final swan song. Like hey. Let's really go out with a bang. Um, everyone's storylines closed that needed to be closed. Um, the ones that are left open-ended, like we know we're going to see them again. Like Anthony Mackie is mm-hmm. the Captain America now. Um, you know, uh, and then obviously Ant-Man and Wasp, Guardians of the Galaxy, we're going to see them again. But the others, um, I felt like, okay, hey, we're not going to see these guys anymore. And that I felt like, wow, this is their swan song. This is it. And so there was some sadness. There were no tears, but there was sadness. No, it begins and ends with Robert Downey, right? It makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tied that up very nicely. It does, yeah. I, I feel like this, this I don't want to say genre, but this uh, installment uh, of the Marvel Universe is, is over because uh, Robert Downey's gone. Right. Yeah. End of an era. Yeah, totally. A huge, a huge era. And when they, I remember people were saying, oh, he made 75 million, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what? He deserves more because he brought so much uh, to it. And, oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. For Robert yeah. Downey, he is Tony Stark. Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Marvel Universe does not happen if he's not in Iron Man. Yes. Period. Yeah. Period. Period. He was awesome in that movie because he is awesome. Yes. He is a fantastic actor. He is. He just had a problem with drugs once, or <laughs> twice. He, or okay, times. right. Exactly. It was just exactly. excellent casting, though. Yeah. They got, they got, they, they got it all right. right. They nailed it. Yeah, they yeah. nailed right. it. Yeah. Just like they nailed almost everything else. Because he is Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The first, the first thing you see of Tony Stark, I believe, is you see his glass, right? You see his hand holding the whiskey glass mm-hmm. when he's in the car, right? I yeah. think that's the first thing you see. It's like his drug. And then you see him in the car, like bouncing, like in the desert road or whatever. Alcohol's not a drug. They sell it at Seven Eleven. No, it's a drug. <laughs> they sell they sell cigarettes at Seven Eleven too, and that's a drug too. Uh, okay, is it my turn? Okay, I'll weigh in on this. I don't know. I was I was kind of like meh, you know. And, and you listen to to the way we're talking about this. You know, we're talking about this thing about it's the end of an era, right? It's a swan song. It's it's got a lot of exposition, and we describe it in all these ways, except. As a movie, you know, and, and I mean, that's the thing, I guess, like this, this movie had to disappoint me because um, of the nature of the 22 film Marvel Universe project, right? This thing is just ticking off the boxes. You know, ultimately, I feel like the story didn't matter. You know, all that mattered was the spectacle because see, one of the secrets about the whole Marvel thing is this. A large part of the Marvel movies is about seeing the next Marvel movie, right? Everybody sits and waits for the end credit stinger, right? And then, and then you're like, oh, my God, what does that mean? What's going to happen next? And, and you know, now there's nothing that's going to happen next, right? So they had to close everything off. You know, they had no stinger. They had no end credit scene in this thing. You know, They just uh, had the sound of Iron right, Man they had forging the, his suit. Yeah, they had the metal thing. It's a nice yeah. send-off. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Or does it mean that someone else is building the next one? Like the kid from the Iron kid, Man yeah. 3. Oh, snap. For example. Um, that's what a lot of speculation has it. Um, so, you know, and, and I mean, okay, the thing is this. Here, here's my argument. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, too, because I don't know when I'm going to end. So I want to give a shout-out, too, again, Paul Rudd, because he kept this thing from becoming a Zack Snyder DC movie. He did. He did. Thank He's got God. so much I mean, heart. You've, you've got the raccoon sulking. I mean, come on. At very least, that's a waste, right? And, and you don't even use, you know, I mean, admittedly, some of my favorite characters, like, you know, Doctor Strange until the end. You know, if you want to compare the, the two movies, the two Infinity War movies, the first one was way better way better it had all your characters doing useful things you know doing fun things and advancing the plot and it was introducing stuff right it wasn't tying up loose ends it wasn't like connecting the dots it wasn't being a swan song it wasn't being end of an era you know i mean this thing was everything but a movie and the thing is this 
you know, you look at Rotten Tomatoes, this thing, it opened after opening weekend, it's 96%. It's probably in the high 90s still um, today. But I challenge anybody, anybody to tell me that this is their favorite movie. Anybody. I challenge anybody to tell me this is their favorite Marvel movie. Okay? Give me Ant-Man 3. Give me Black Panther 2. Right? Guardians 3. Right? Give me a movie. You know, just tell me a story, end it, begin, middle, end, you know, just do that, please. Because those are great movies. This was like a reason to go to the cinema, <laughs> you know? That's and all eat the I big, needed. And eat the big popcorn, <laughs> right, right. I just want the big popcorn, I just want the so popcorn. I'm going to go see this movie. Yeah. But, you know, it's an event, so you got to go see it. I'll probably go see Star Wars 9 as much as I hate Star Wars. You just want a reason to eat an embarrassingly large bucket of popcorn sure, by yourself. Sure, sure. And to know, and to keep my kids offline for a couple hours. In this case, three hours. This has been the MacGuffin Report with Rachel Wong, Oz Davis, Walter Hong. Produced by Inclusive Media.